everyone. Welcome to the Bringing Care Home podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. Joining me today is the CEO of Reimagine Care, Dan Nardi. How are you today? I'm doing great, Jared. How are you doing? I'm fantastic. I'm excited for, for us to chat here today. And uh, you know, I think we should just kick it right off. Why don't you tell the audience about your background? That sounds great. Well, I, I appreciate you having me. Um, I've been in digital health now for 23 years. I started in electronic medical records. And then over the last 10 years, I've had the opportunity to work with some really great startups, really trying to uh, you know impact the, the care delivery. Uh, I spent five years building Lavongo from uh, employee 13 up until the uh, just, just before the IPO and had a great run there. I really learned a lot about scaling business from the operations side. And um, I took a little bit of time off afterwards, I spent the last four years building uh, Carum Health, uh, joined there as employee 16 and really got to know the centers of excellence platform, um, you know, pers- perspective bundles, really understanding the payment model uh, behind, behind healthcare. And, and over the last year and a half while I was there, um, we, we did get into um, the oncology bundles and cancer care. And, and that's really what then kind of led me to reimagine care. So I joined here um, in, uh, in early July and, uh, have been really excited to get up to speed and, and really helping the, the company on the next stage of this, uh, of this journey. And for anyone in our audience that maybe hasn't heard of a reimagined care yet, can you give us an overview of the company and, and how things go today? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I like to start with our why, right. And, and, you know, here at reimagined care, the, the, reason behind what we're doing is, you know, we fundamentally believe that all patients um, that are going through cancer treatment uh, deserve that the highest quality care um, in the comfort of their own home around their loved ones. They shouldn't have to be kind of forced into the traditional healthcare system that we built based around, you know, the, the four walls of the clinic or the hospital. So that's really our why. And, and so what does that mean, right? So we have built out a platform that enables uh, the ability to help patients with their care and their treatment while they're at home and uh, while they're on the go, right? So, you know, the, the, a lot of the organizations that we partner with, Memorial Hermann, CCBD, City of Hope, what they do is they're really good at delivering the cancer care um, in the clinic and um, in, in the hospital. We're there to help augment that and extend that great care into, um, into the home and while the patients are on the go. Your, your cancer care at home platform, it's described as the first of its kind. Can you dive even deeper into that technology and the processes that power this platform. And what I always really like to focus on too, is how it differentiates from the traditional model, right? This is, this is what you're going after. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great question. So, you know, the, I'm going to start with the differentiation part, right? This whole program has been built with a lens towards that care at home, right? So, you know, we, we kind of, upended the existing care model, you know, where, again, I, I mentioned earlier, it's based around being in clinic, being in front of um, a caregiver, a care provider, doctor, RN, whatever. We actually developed this whole thing with a lens towards the ability to provide this care um, at home. And so you, you ask about the technology and people and process, you know, the, we'll start with technology, right? So we have an AI-based kind of texting interface um, that is, has been built with cancer-specific pathways. And I think that's really, really important when we think about it. You know, 93% of all patients um, have basically stated that they want to be able to um, interact with their care team via text. Um, and so that's one of the, the enabling technologies that we built. And um, we also have an internal um, kind of care management platform, RC Assistant. It's like the hub. It takes all sorts of data, not only gathered through our system from our patients directly, but also from external sources. Um, and it really is, a, it enables our, our virtual care center, which we'll talk about in a minute, 
it enables them to, to have all the data at their fingertips and really support that patient um, with a holistic view and not just having parts of that information. So that's really, really important. Uh, and then we layer in um, proactive ePro surveys to really understand where the patient's kind of at in their journey. And it's that proactive nature that I think really helps deliver a lot of the, uh, the outcomes that we have. I mean, traditionally, you know, patients are in their treatment, they go home um, and they are having symptoms or having reactions. Um, and in the existing kind of care model, we're waiting for them to let someone know. What we're doing is we're proactively checking in with them and really understanding kind of where they're at. That helps catch things earlier. Um, and, and that really, again, the, the technology part of it also helps it you know, be set up for scale, which is extremely important as we think about you know, doing this you know, across the country. Um, so on the people side of it, I mentioned our virtual, uh, virtual care center. So this is my, a group of oncology trained APPs and RNs um, that really understand you know, cancer treatment and working with patients. And so, you know, again, another stat, 92% of all patients, you know, they want to have on-call access to oncology experts. And that's what we're there for 24-7. So, you know, as our patients are interacting with uh, the AI texting interface, you know, if any of those responses or if the patient just reaches out and says, I really don't feel good, it pops an alert. And our, our care team is there 24-7 to be able to take those take over that interaction in text and then very easily um, and seamlessly move it into a phone call or a video visit, um, whatever the patient, again, we're trying to meet that patient where they're at. And so we're able to then kind of meet them, um, help them, support them through that situation uh, and, and hopefully prevent you know, an unnecessary utilization in ED, ER, um, and really just kind of, again, supporting them uh, throughout that journey. And then the combination of that technology um, and our people really kind of helps support the patients on the go and, and, and you know, in their home, right? So, you know, again, we talk about aggregating all that data and really understanding what those kind of escalation points are, bringing it to the attention of the VCC at the right time, at the right moment, helping them have a holistic picture of the entire population too, to kind of understand, you know, where are kind of all the patients in the journey and, and which ones need our attention now versus which ones, you know, can we follow up with in a little bit? I think that's extremely important. It's kind of all of those tied together again, with a lens on being able to deliver this care in the home, I think that is what really differentiates us from the existing care model. Um, but, you know, one last kind of part, piece of this is we're not here to, you know, take away that relationship with their existing oncologist. I think that's a really important part. You know, our goal is to be an extension of that uh, the oncology team, the care team that they have. We're not trying to replace it. We're not trying to take it away. They still own that fully. We're just an extension of their care plans. Um, and that's an important part. And, and you know, again, we, we just wanna make sure that we're not trying to um, you know, just create a bunch of disruption in the system. I think there's so many point solutions out there that they really start to muddy the waters when it comes to delivering care. And, and we're there to help you know, deliver that seamless experience and be that extension of the existing uh, oncology team. Beyond, you, you know, as you're as you're explaining, kind of the differentiators. So beyond the medical treatments, as you were talking about, you really emphasize that reimagine care, whole person, uh, whole person support, uh, and and this digital distress screening. So, how do initiatives like this continue to contribute to overall uh, overall well being of the patients? And what I'm really curious too is like, what outcomes have you observed today? Yeah. So I think, you know, in a lot of traditional healthcare, we're very reactive, right? We're very focused on the symptoms. We're very focused on kind of like, hey, what are we treating today? What do we focus on today? And to your point, that whole person support is extremely important at like understanding that big picture, 
And that's what allows us to provide the best possible care to patients, especially as they're going through one of the most difficult times of their lives, right? The cancer treatment process, there's a lot going on. And so just really being able to understand everything from their physical activity and how to, you know, help, help encourage that, support that there's their sleeping patterns, right? How are they doing sleeping and understanding and being able to support that and giving them suggestions and education on, on the, not only the importance of it, but like maybe how to, um, uh, end up with some better sleeping patterns, um, eating nutrition, extremely important, right. For general healthcare, let alone for someone that it is an active treatment, um, and mental health, right. It, this is a very challenging time, as I mentioned. And so really understanding the mental health aspect. So those are just a handful of areas when we talk about like whole person support. Um, and it's a combination of, you know, just really understanding the patients, um, educating them on these different areas and, and helping to bring them, uh, the support and connecting the dots, whether it be through their existing, um, uh, oncologists and their oncology team, right? Some of these have really great resources that the patients don't know about. And so how can we help educate, bring those, connect them, other um, services and support within their um, broader community? You know, so again, not having to go into clinic per se, but maybe something in their community. So really understanding that whole person support um, is extremely, extremely important. And so, you know, we are still um, a little bit early in layering all of this in, right? So we are kind of adding this to our existing symptom management um, program and, and platform. So we don't have any specific outcomes tied to like just the whole person support. I would say our, our outcomes in general are very impressive for um, just the whole program. We haven't been able to specifically delineate like what of it is whole person support, but that's, you know, something over the next six to nine months that we're really excited to, as we layer it in and get to kind of a steady state of where all of these components are, we're going to start to be able to see which ones are really driving the needle. But, you know, uh, when you think about just some of the initial outcomes for the program in general, you know, we had over uh, a thousand interactions, you know, between the, the texting platform, our uh, you know, phone calls, video visits, everything. So within our system, we had over a thousand interactions in the month of August. 97% of those we were able to resolve in the home, right? So that is a really great um, kind of a, a point that we don't have to like have people unnecessarily going into, into the ER, into the ED or calling into their clinic and um, understand, wait, having frustration, you know, going through an IVR. And so, you know, really that's a very impressive outcome that uh, it's just one of many that we're, we're really happy to, uh, to see. The next question, Dan, I ask every guest that comes on, and it's always around the future of healthcare, right? So as the healthcare landscape continues to evolve, really curious where you see the future of home-based cancer care heading, but then this is the, the piece I love even more, is where do you see reimagined care playing a role in that future? Yeah. I also enjoy that question. I, I think it's, if I had a crystal ball, it, it'd be great to look ahead, but you know, it, we're seeing a lot of trends in healthcare. And I think in general, a big one is moving care to the home, right? And, and it being an extension, again, we're not trying to replace the hospital or clinic, but there there is a place for healthcare in the home and on the go and, and being able to support patients, meeting them where they're at, not having to have them go into, you know, a brick and mortar for every little thing. And so I think what we're going to see, you know, over the next, you know, couple of years, especially five years is a wide adoption of these home care models. Um, and, and also we're going to be driving them to be more cost effective. I think right now, a lot of companies um, like ourselves and others are still in the early stages of building these out. We're figuring out the payment models. Um, and, and I'm going to talk about the payers here in a minute and their, and their role in this. But I think it's we're going to see the adoption of safe, high quality care in the home 
um, that is at a cost effective uh, for the entire system. So I think that's one of the things that we're, we're already seeing those movements. You know, that's where we've already seen just in a couple of years that we've been at this. But, you know, I, I think in general across the industry, that's that's definitely one one direction we're headed. Um, I think specifically in, in cancer care, oral oncolytics, um, you know, we've seen a huge increase in those uh, since 2015 of the, uh, you know, a lot of the cancer medication that have been approved by the FDA have been orals, right? So we're moving chemotherapy um, into a, an oral form. And, and I think that's also going to be really important to be able to help support that in the home as well, right? So again, you're, you're, you're basically taking pill form as opposed to being in a clinic and, and I hooked up to an IV. And so, you know, how do we able to extend that, provide that care in the home? So I think we're going to see a mass adoption um, and push of that into the home. And you're going to need, you know, to your question about how does reimagined care play a role in that, you're going to need safe and effective symptom management and virtual support to help those patients as they're going through that, right? One of the things we see is a much higher adoption of, um, of chemotherapy treatments when provided in clinic, as you'd expect. When you're now providing orals and we're moving this into the home, the adoption really starts to fall off pretty quickly. And so how are you able to implement solutions like ours to help those patients, not only the education right up front, um, but then the support throughout that being there for those symptoms, being there for those questions, that's going to be an extremely important part as we see just the, the mass number of uh, orals that have been approved uh, recently and, and what we see in the pipeline coming ahead. So um, those are a couple of trends. I think another one is, and I mentioned this earlier, is the payment model, right? How, how is this all paid for? Um, and this is where we're going to need to have the payers start coming to the table. We partner with the providers, the health systems out there, um, and we have there's other organizations in you know, not only cancer care, but across the healthcare system that are starting to you know, move the care into the home. But we're going to really need the payers to be helping us figure out what are those payment models, right? So we can't just keep staying in this fee-for-service type world. We have to be moving towards value-based care. But the problem is we've been saying this for like 10 years in healthcare. So how do we actually do it? And it's going to need, you know, the, the, the providers, it's going to need the payers, and it's going to need organizations like Reimagine Care being able to put together a program um, that is truly based uh, on risk and is truly based on delivering outcomes. So those are some of the the areas that I, I see coming in the next couple of years. I, I think we're right on the cusp of that. There's so many um, kind of you know, tailwinds that we've got right now, you know, on the payment models, on this care in the home, on just the, the, the growing uh, population that is going to be hitting 65, you know, there's huge numbers that are going to be uh, you know, the baby boomers are going to be, you know, over 65 now going to need to be able to have that care and the support. We can't support, all of the care that we have for these patients in existing clinics, and we can't just keep building clinics. So we have to, as an industry, really figure out how to deliver care in the home safely, effectively, the highest quality care, and you know, cost effectively. So that's where I think we're headed. Um, I think Reimagine Care is extremely well positioned to help support a lot of that in the cancer treatment. I, I think we're we're very excited um, about the next couple of years. I, I think there's just a huge opportunity for, for the whole industry. Dan, I want to thank you so much for joining me here on the podcast today and really hope we can have you on in the, in the near future again. Maybe we'll get you on a panel and we'll dive into some more stuff, but appreciate you sharing your story with our audience here today. It was my pleasure, Jared. Thank you for having us and you know, I appreciate everything that you do for the healthcare space. Mm-hmm.